0: Milburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milburgers Landscaping and Nursery. On 9:30 a.m., the answer. Ready?
1: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer, Milton Wick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, who's answering a question off the air, and Dr. Jerry Parsons, who's putting on his headset. And um, we even uh, have a a little dog that's visiting the show right now. So uh, we encourage you to give us a call. Let me set up my my Yahoo account so that if you need to... uh, uh, email us a question. We got two, so that was like a that's like a start, right? Two's a good start. We're we're testing this. Yeah. So you can email us a question, or if you email me a picture, I'll send it to to the guys so they can take a look at it on their phones. Not Jerry because his phone. I th- I think you. I think uh. Abe right. Abe Lincoln endorsed that phone, didn't oh, he? Way back yeah. when. Yeah, yeah, that was. Back in the old days. I am honest, Dave. This, I wouldn't lie to you about this phone. This flip phone works great. And mm. uh, the we
2: answered about five or six for Ray yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that, that I had uh, neglected the answer yep. uh, for him.
1: Ray was going to uh, get those answers one yeah, way or another. Yeah.
2: And uh, irritated Calvin about t- talking more about Blue bonnet. But one of the reasons we were talking more about blue bonnet is beginning today, today's May 3rd through May 9th, is National Wildflower Week. Oh, okay. Uh, It said uh, Lady Bird Johnson said, Wildflowers give us a sense of where we are. In this great land of ours. Okay. Well that's kind of true. Yeah. Right she was. From blue bonnets, blanketing hill country roadsides and purple cone flowers, dotting Wisconsin prairies to California poppies, making good on their state's name, nickname, wildflowers are admired nationwide, and they're
1: celebrated officially every first week of May. Okay. I'm going to actually send Calvin a picture of a wildflower we saw in the park. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I want to know what it is. <laughs> uh,
2: but uh, in honor of Calvin and the wildflower week, yeah, I've left the uh, uh, all the visual, uh, video, the, uh, images of the move, uh, blue Bonnet on plantanswers.com in the topics of the month. You can actually go in there and see, uh, uh see the, uh, or, uh red white and blue blue bonnets uh pictures that were sent in uh, that's uh rotating around the around the uh, uh subject matter and uh you can talk uh, you can also see the uh, uh information that uh Ray ray, sent, ray wrote a lot of this information and uh actually sent the beautiful pictures close-up pictures of the uh blue bonnet seed uh uh harvest uh, so you can see that now if you haven't harvested your blue bonnet seed yet yeah you're probably late because it got it got ni- in the 90s yesterday and and the day before good news on the uh the colors of the blue bonnet uh a, a big uh thank you goes out to uh dr larry stein thank you larry who uh, who harvested all the uh the uh ladybird johnson royal blue which see a lot of people like and a uh, big thank you goes out to uh uh, Rob DeRosia, who harvested all the whites. Oh, way to go, Rob. Thanks. And a big thank you goes out to both of them for harvesting the red maroons. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Dr. Larry. <laughs> Last week. And uh, they, they uh, wrapped them in, uh, they put them in uh, shade cloth, which has, uh, has real small holes in it, to serve, so the seed won't escape. And they wrapped them in that uh, shade cloth, and uh, they've, been, they've been sunning, <laughs> sunning ever since, and the seed are popping in that shade cloth. Oh, good. And uh, this week, uh, they, we plan to go out and actually take the uh, bushes or the dried-up uh, uh, plant off of the seed, which has popped and gone to the bottom. Uh, and actually collect that seed uh, and separate it from the uh, de- a de- a dead plant.
1: So anyway, so good uh, qu- things are happening. I have a question. Let's see if I did the wrong thing or the right thing. Uh-oh. So my blue bonnets, I, I was looking at the seed yesterday. The the shells, the, the seed pods were... Uh, brown. Popped open. No, they hadn't popped open yet. Really? Okay. So what I thought I'd do is since I want them in the yard for next year since they were in pots, I kind of pulled that little branch off. They broke off easily. They were clearly oh, dead. Oh, yeah. And I just threw it in the yard. Good. That'll work. But it'll pop in the yard now? Yeah. Oh, good. That'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as long as it's full of sun. Uh uh,
2: it's in full sun. You, you know, we, uh, we did uh, on this write-up about uh, seed harvest, uh, and Ray, Ray put this in his write-up, that uh, they need to be in the sun to pop. Okay. And uh, b- because it's so sensitive to that, the seed is so sensitive to that, in other words, when you put them in a paper bag upside down, they'll never pop. No. But so, uh, even if you hand harvest the seed, they need to be put in the full in in sun and hot uh, to pop. So, uh, and I'm worried about will the shade cloth inhibit the uh, the the opening of the seed pods, popping of the seed pods. And uh, according to Dr. uh, Larry Stein. He says that uh, the seed have already popped within that uh, shade cloth covering. So uh, I guess guess uh, the heat took
1: took action against it. All right. Uh, I have another question. Okay. I have another comment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Another thing that I'm seeing a lot of, and I, I'll have to get Laura to send her picture. I don't think I took one. Um, no. Is the um, the cactus flowers. Oh what? The flowers on top of cactuses. I'm seeing more this year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Than I can ever recall seeing. And they're beautiful. They're yellow. We saw an orange one. Yeah. Yeah. They go orange. They're, they're, they're gorgeous. This was over in Walker uh Walker Park over on West Avenue so yeah. if you're looking for them and it is hard to mistake cuz they are all over Some, yeah. do they are they sporadic bloomers or have i just missed them in the past um i think they're i but, think they're, they're
2: at the at the mercy of the environment okay. in other words uh, uh it seems it seems like uh if they get water at the right time, uh, we think the cactus don't need water, but uh, oh, okay. uh, they have to ha- be in an active growth mode uh, to pr- to produce the bloom. Okay, but uh, you're right. the The flowers are different uh, are uh, different colors yeah. shades shades of uh, orange or yellow.
1: Yeah, and they really were very pretty. If you're looking for some place to go walking, yeah, great to take a picture
2: of. Yeah. And great to take a picture of uh, bees or oh, in- think, in- insects on them. And I didn't I, think about that. And I think
1: hummingbirds are, are, are really? too. Huh. I'll uh, I'll ask Laura to send me a picture. I'll okay. text her and so you all can see it. They're nice. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866 308 Sixty-seven, the number to call to be a part of the show, and uh, lots of things going on here. Again, we mentioned uh, the new the nursery looks great. It's yeah. overcast, so it's not too uh, not too much sun on you, and uh, it's. Uh, but there's a nice breeze. Oh and, yeah, and, nice. Uh, lots of color. And they got vinca. They do they have vinca. vinca. They have lots of vinca. The
2: deer-resistant uh,
1: plant material. And in the four and a half inch pot, it's on sale. Let me check. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of like Vinca, huh? Oh yeah. Well,
2: uh, I've come to more and more to appreciate him uh, since All I've right. been helping uh, uh, my uh, daughter and son-in-law with uh, with the um, landscaping of their their place, well, especially uh, establishing flowers out around uh, around uh, uh, so. Fair Oaks. Where the deer are plentiful. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then we tried blue plumbago out there. Yeah. They ate it off the porch. The blue plumbago? Yeah. Wow. And uh we tried a few other things out there. the uh, Vinca is the one that you can plant now and the deer won't eat it. And uh and, and it'll uh, go all the way to, uh, bloom all the way to uh, frost, a hard frost. And uh, it, it, it does pretty good in semi-shaded areas.
3: Well, I'm using it this year. The, this year um, Judy, my, my wife, is real partial to moss roses. But I've been having trouble getting the moss roses I want. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying some of those, uh, trying some uh, Korovinka. They've got so many neat new colors. Oh yeah. And uh, like a single in some of those small containers where you might put a moss rose. I'm putting some of those in there, and I'm going to see how they how they perform as a uh, oh hanging basket kind of plant or a, a small container. In a hot patio
2: yeah they uh, they love hot they yeah. love the hot patio now I I don't like uh Trace was saying telling you yesterday they had gotten some of the uh they, they make a, a trailing vinca periwinkle. Uh, but uh, they're kind of in short supply I know I know Curtis uh Osmond used to yeah i used to love to come over and try get them when they uh, got the tra- the uh, trailing bit but they uh, they'll they'll they once they get established they're fairly drought taller
3: well and some of them i kind of i even like them when they're a single plant I think uh, and then they got the the bloom the the orderly upright ones, even right. they do they do a pretty good job in that uh, small container
2: uh, oh, yeah. strategy too. And uh, the uh, I know I know it's the prettiest vinca we ever grew. Uh, we were growing them to save the seed of the red. Uh, well, that's when red first came on the market. Red hadn't been on the market very long. Well, I know. I
3: was gonna. I keep reminding you. I, wasn't too long ago and when all we had was lavender right right and then they'd introduce a few colors and
4: yeah.
3: it'd be okay <laughs> but now you know it's, it's oh. hard to remember the lavender even
2: yeah but uh uh we had, we were growing them out at, in the field at Versus out at von army by von army uh 35 south and uh the best ones we ever grew was when the Versus were watching the water consumption out there, and they said, "Well, we're gonna have to grow them on the dry side." And I mean, those vinca didn't even didn't even bother to t- take a take a. Uh, they liked that lack of water, very similar to a cosmos when people are planting Cosmos at this time of the year, you water them to get them up, but then after they get a lar- a little bit larger and gets established, you're actually doing them a disservice by watering them because it makes them uh, tall and lanky.
3: What little discipline they have, they lose it when they got plenty of water. Right, right, and fertilizer. You know, the, we've got a pretty good stable of... Uh you think of vinca, you think of, in the shade, the begonias. Yeah, right. Uh, Waxley begonias, they're, they're a pretty uh, capable drought-tolerant plant, too. Uh, so you, you can do pretty well. And moss roses and purse, um, purslane are pretty drought-tolerant, too. So, oh, yeah. So Calvin, lots of choices.
1: Your question sounded interesting, because I think, what was it, uh, the last thing you said was, tell me if your scheme worked.
3: Uh, th- th- no, they were... Uh, they were really into hydrangea. Yeah. Oh. And uh and so they you know, it was the and they had they had blueberries. Uh, the the first issue though was the peaches. They had uh they had a peach two peach trees and they were the peaches were ripening and they had uh plum cocrule, which I hadn't seen in a while. Uh and then, of course, if you see uh, some damage like that, you, you immediately think you haven't been spraying, have you? And No, they didn't do any spraying. But I expected to see uh, stink bug damage. Yeah. Because that that the, if you grow peaches here, that's normally what you see. Uh, but they had uh, they had the the worms, and huh. uh, so they had to make a decision whether it was worthwhile to start spraying now, or you know, they had said they had quite a bit of fruit and that not all, not too many of them were already infected. Um, so they're going to try that. But then they went on to talk about the hydrangeas, and she had gotten some hydrangea seed, which I'm not sure I've ever heard of.
1: Oh, okay.
3: You know, I said, well, we worry about hydrangea plants and nice big yeah, the color. living
2: Yeah. Not,
3: not, <laughs>
1: where are they from are they the, from here they, they're here yeah they're, no 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 they're here but are they from here originally like, I don't know I didn't oh, ask okay. them what the, where their origin was
3: uh, so that it was kind of an interesting discussion they uh, it, but you're right it probably it sounded like they made a, a real got a whole bunch of different plants Um that that were probably they've had experience with someplace else. I yeah. Started them here, and so then and then they're suddenly uh, faced with some of the issues we have. <laughs> then of course, of course, the one with the hydrangea too was uh, take them out of the sun in the afternoon. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, morning. They do pretty well. Ours ours does uh, pretty well in uh, as long as it just gets morning sun. No. Uh, yeah. And and the container's big enough. I didn't realize too though how sensitive to uh, cold the hydrangea. No, are they? Yeah, you gotta you gotta protect them uh, from the cold. I th- I guess they just they're in a constant state of of growing, so they're all really susceptible to to freeze damage, even those uh, short freezes we had last year. So that was a. It was a long.
1: Yeah, y'all were really going at it.
3: Interesting discussion. <laughs> all right, two one zero three
1: zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Excuse me.
3: Well, look at all those Pumbagos.
1: Oh. oh yeah. Yeah, they were when we were leaving yesterday. They were moving them in. <laughs>
3: and um, they were moving out to almost as quick. They really as they are.
1: It's. Um, Milberger says blue plumbago on sale for 4.88 in the one gallon, and to say that people have been gobbling up this deal is
2: uh,
1: is an understatement. They really have. Been, well, it's a pretty. It's they've a, liked it a lot. They can't I, gobble them up because they got masks on. Mill. That's true. So they've been uh, picking them up and taking. I'm not
3: sure. I, I I don't. I think this this batch, in terms of uh, size of the blooms and everything, Jerry I, I don't think I've seen. Uh, any a, a retail nursery that were any better than better than this? No. Yeah. Now you 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 potentially could get a little disappointed in for for the future years' performance if you were gro- took these and put them in the shade. Yeah. But uh, gosh, they're, they're they're spectacular. Price is right too. Yeah. yeah,
1: forty-eight in the one gallon container. Yep. Um. um. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Oh no. Oh. I was just going to get ready to take a break. Okay. All I'll, right. I'll wait till you take a break. Let's take a quick break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and on Bull Road at 930 A.M. The answer. Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Okay, lots of great things happening at Millburgers. Lots of terrific things on sale. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Mother's Day is coming up Sunday, May 10th. And mom's a superstar, so head on over to Millburgers and find savings on some great Texas superstars. Like Vincas are on sale in the four-inch pot. They're regularly one twenty nine. Now they're just $0.88 cents each. Here's a fun one. Angelonia mix is on sale. It's called the Summer Snapdragon. It's beautiful and a Texas Superstar and it's on sale in the four inch pot for just 98 cents each. Blue Plumbago got this one myself. Love Blue Plumbago. It's terrific and people I've recommended it to love it as well. It's a Texas Superstar and on sale in the one gallon container for just four Eighty-eight, and a Texas superstar has been tested to do well in this area with all our different conditions. You'll find these on sale and much, much more at Milberger's Landscape Nursery. to Millburgers Gardening South Texas as Al's going to spin some more tunes for the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival today. Hey, um, 210-308-8867, the number to call. And before we go to the phone lines, we got a caller on there. I want to tell you about Spider-Man Pest Control. And again, I was talking to Warren. He wants to remind you, too, I've seen this meme going around talking about when this is over uh, to be sure to support local businesses And there's a reason for that. Like Millburgers, a local business rather than a big box or... Uh, Spider-Man, who's a local business, family-owned, supporting a family here in San Antonio and other families, not a big national chain, not uh, someone who's uh, coming to your door uh, that uh, represents a company that's nationwide. And that's good, too, for the same reason that Millburgers is uh, a good place to shop local. So is Spider-Man Pest Control, because Millburgers has a vested interest in your success beyond just making money. Uh, they want to keep you as a customer for a long time. They've seen a lot in San Antonio, so they sell things that, that they know have a history of working, not just uh, uh, recommending things that uh, they, that you say that uh, you know if, anyway. But you get the idea. They, they're going to uh, they work harder at it. And so does Spider Man Pest Control. So termites are uh, uh, around and causing trouble now, and so are some other things. So give Spider Man a Got pest a control, and uh, the number to call for Spider Man. Uh, is oh, Hang on one second. On I just messed this up. Is go Pest? Uh, GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. And uh, you can uh, find him and see all the things that they do. And I took down my uh, my notes here. Mm-hmm. There, there we go. Or you can call Spider-Man Pest Control by 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. All right. Um, let's see. What do we got here? Do uh, we could, we talked about a little bit about the sale items and, no. uh, uh, and stuff. Is somebody on the line? Uh, oh, there sure is. Thank you. I forgot about that poor guy. <laughs> let's see. 210-308-8867 Oh man, my my computer is really acting funny. It's doing things. There we go. Tom is on the line. Sorry about that, Tom. I forgot about you. You. Uh, if it weren't for Calvin, you'd still be waiting. What's going on, man? Oh, so are I, you there? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry.
5: Yeah, I am. Hey, Good, listen, what's I, had a question, I had a question about spray. Uh, how much water do I need to put down for my garden, my vegetable garden plants? Is it it's something like, I've, right now I've been doing it about a half an inch every couple of three days, and I didn't know if that was enough or the frequency was too short or what you would recommend.
3: How, uh, how much... Uh, half half an inch. How are you putting it down? I mean, is it a drip irrigation or sprinkler? No, sprinkler
5: sprinkler system. I put around the garden, so it's like a lawn sprinkler system.
3: Okay, I do I do drip drip irrigation for an hour every day, basically. Uh, you are you can you adjust if you if it looks a little drier because now with, now that we're getting into the 90 degree you, and your plants are at early growing stage you you may have to do it once every day if you're just going to do half an inch
5: well but, uh, I, what I didn't know if, if I could do a you know three quarters of an inch or an inch and, and then spread it out a little bit longer I didn't know if there was a kind of a standard rule of thumb as to how how much water they needed or the frequency. And it's not, yeah, I don't have a drip yeah. irrigation, so I can't base it just on the time.
3: Yeah. Well, a lot of it also depends on the soil. If you got a, a, a soil that's well-drained or a soil that holds water, I, I think you're in the ballpark there, but okay, you, well. you, you might have to adjust it a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I can look at
5: the plants. I can look at the plants and see if they're starting to look like they yeah. need, they're thirsty. And kind of go from there and adjust. I just didn't know because I just set up the sprinkler system. I didn't. I wanted to kind of. I didn't want to be shooting in the dark completely. So I, and I didn't know if there was some kind of rule of thumb you'd, you'd use if you were just using like a hose end sprinkler. How much you watered them?
3: I would. I would probably use as a rule of thumb three quarters of an inch every other day.
5: Okay. Good now That's a place to start. And then I had a uh, question about. I've got. I'm sorry? Do you,
2: do you have, a, are the plants mulched? That'll help.
5: Um, they aren't right now. I've got some mulch available, but I haven't put it around the, you know, these are tomato plants and uh, squash, cucumbers, peppers.
2: Okay. Um,
5: I haven't but, done mulch yet. Uh,
2: go ahead and get a at least an inch or inch and a half of mulch around all those tomato plants. I like
3: yep. I, I like those uh, live oak leaves myself. Yeah. Because they they make a nice layer you can walk on them uh, and uh, you don't have to put it very thick to have it to get the job done for you. So consider that. Yeah
5: I missed, that. The, yeah, missed the opportunity for that already this year I think so I was uh, looking out for them, and then next thing I know, the leaves are gone in the neighborhood, and the recycle folks all picked them up.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess uh, that's good, but and, good and bad. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. put they they ni- they're nice they've got their own bags now, paper bags yeah. that uh, they recommend them put them in. Huh. That's a good yep. deal.
3: Yeah, I think you're in a. I, mean, I think you're in a good, in a good league. What kind of soil you got? Is this old uh, raised bed soil or?
5: Yeah, for the most part, I brought I brought over the years. I brought in garden soil. I just put some uh, uh, not mulch, um compost in it earlier in the year and tilled it in before I planted anything.
3: That's great. It, yeah, it sounds. It it's, sounds to me like you're right on target.
5: Okay. Uh, um, then my second question had to do. I've got a. Monterey oak that I planted, you know, from a five-gallon container probably six or seven years ago. It's about, I'm going to guess, about a three-inch diameter, maybe four-inch diameter trunk. And earlier in the year, just because I can't really mow around it easily or weed eat, I trimmed up the branches from the bottom up about three foot. And I guess I was just curious, what should I be looking for or at in the future as far as pruning goes? Um, you know, I don't want to. I don't know if those three foot branches will stay at three foot forever, or will they grow up with the tree?
2: And now, generally, you don't want to take off branches unless they're over an inch in diameter.
3: Yeah, especially when the tree's young. Every yeah. every leaf you take off is is slowing the growth rate. Right. But yeah. I know I, I I have a tendency once they get where I'm trying to mow or something you you don't you you don't like it when it hits you in the forehead and yeah. more and things so but resist as long as you can.
5: No, as yeah, I've already the, yeah yeah before the limbs there. moving up the
2: tree they don't do that.
5: Okay. Okay. Well, I was, you know, I already trimmed it back a little bit, and then I thought, um, it it was almost looking like a bush more than a
2: yeah. Okay. More than a tree. So that's that's
5: why I trimmed up. And these are small, little, you know, quarter inch and smaller diameter uh, branches that were coming out, and the major, the majority of the branches are, you know, I I left the bigger ones there, and it, I just didn't know what to expect going forward. At what point you Okay, well, I just didn't want to, I painted the, the, you know, I don't even know if you need to paint the the uh, open cuts on the tree, but I took care of that and all, and,
2: okay, but I didn't. Now, one, well, you, one thing you might want to watch and do from now on, uh, where you cut those little branches uh, off, there'll be more sprouts coming out, uh, leaves, sprouts leaves. And yep. uh, what, uh, keep an eye on the tr- trunk of the tree and, um, and rub those off as, as soon as they appear. You can rub them off okay. with your thumb or or hand or whatever uh, so they Don't won't work. get so big that you'll have to cut them off.
5: Okay. Understand when they're still green, kind of down to the trunk.
2: Yeah. How, how much of the trunk at the base did you... I, up from the base did you uh, remove all the foliage?
5: I cut up about probably two and a half or three foot
2: okay that's no that's no problem but I, yeah. what I was getting at uh, you might want to put some kind of uh, protective sun sun barrier around it to keep keep you from hitting it with a uh, string more. And also to prevent sunball, a uh, sun scald.
5: Yeah, so you're it's really those
2: branches off.
5: Now uh, you know most of the tree was; those are smaller branches, almost look like nuisance branches. And most of the tree, the trunks in the shade probably most all of the day, except in the late evening. Okay. Um Alrighty. So it, yeah, it's not a, and it it does have a little perimeter around it, uh, you know, with bricks. Okay. But I don't have okay. to. I don't have to get Good. up right next to the Good. trunk. I just, you're right, I was just, it was blocking my view as much as anything.
1: There you go. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Hey, thank
5: you. Talk
2: to you
1: later, Tom. Bye. All right. right, 210-308-8867. Carol is on the line. Carol, thanks for waiting. What's going on today? Good morning.
4: We ordered milkweed seeds from a seed company, and we want to plant them on a piece of land, both for near the creek, riparian management, and in a field. So we grew the seedlings. They came up quite well. We transferred them per instructions to a four inch pot consisting of half sand and half peat moss according to directions. And that's where things went wrong. A lot of them have died, And I don't know if we're giving them too much water, too little water. I cannot figure it out.
2: And what kind of seedlings were these? Some it's were California. tropical.
4: And uh, some are called tropical, I think, for more of the water area near the creek, and then the others were the, I guess, regular ones. I don't remember oh. the exact name, but they were recommended um, by seed company. And the ones that are tropical are actually doing worse. Hmm. They have smaller, uh, thinner leaves.
3: Yeah, but they um, haven't grown very much. Milk, milkweed are. Uh Are a strange uh, breed because they once they get established, they're very hard to get rid of. But it's uh, even nurseries have had a hard time uh, getting the method down to get a high germination rate and get them to a marketable size. So you're not alone there. now they say the easiest one is the tropical um but uh, i have heard people have the same same problem you did that uh that's not a that that's even that one is not so easy
2: i would um if i if i were to guess i would guess that you over watered or keep the keep them too wet that you kept them too wet
3: yeah you want to make sure you do Let them dry out in between the watering, and then you water them and let, till the water runs out. Did did they have any, they didn't have any troubleshooting kind of, uh, you know, uh, I was trying to think of some of the, uh, uh, some of the, uh, universities and other groups that are in these, uh, initiatives. One of them is the University of Texas at Dallas. Mm -hmm. They've got a little, they've got a little publication that's kind of cool that, Gets into a lot of detail on on those topics you're talking about. You might want to go on the website to University of Texas Dallas, their Milkweed, uh, milkweed or Monarch Initiative, and see what they've got there. Okay. But but yeah, don't feel bad. You're <laughs> you're not you're not alone, in a, and even commercial nurseries are having trouble with uh, getting that uh, that process down Pat um, but I think Jerry's right I think that's the most likely thing is the water them let them dry probably to an inch before you water them and then water them so the water drains out and then let them dry up completely again before you water them again okay, hopefully some you. of them will survive
2: That's okay. a lot
1: Thank you, Thank Carol. We'll for calling there. Mm-hmm. Take care. Yeah. Let us know what you find okay. out. All right, let's let's take a break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Melberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 9 30 AM. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Okay, lots of great things happening at Millburgers. Lots of terrific things on sale. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Mother's Day is coming up Sunday, May 10th. And mom's a superstar. So head on over to Millburgers and find savings on some great Texas superstars. Like Vincas are on sale in the four-inch pot. They're regularly one twenty nine. Now they're just $0.88 cents each. Here's a fun one. Angelonia mix is on sale. It's called the Summer Snapdragon. It's beautiful and a Texas Superstar and it's on sale in the four inch pot for just 98 cents each. Blue Plumbago got this one myself. Love Blue Plumbago. It's terrific and people I've recommended it to love it as well. It's a Texas Superstar and on sale in the one gallon container for just four 88. And a Texas superstar has been tested to do well in this area with all our different conditions. You'll find these on sale and much, much more at Milburgers Landscape Nursery. And welcome back to Millburger's Gardening, South Texas. On 9.30 a.m., the answer is phone number 210 308 8867.
2: 210 308 8867. All right, <laughs> that's Trace. <right. laughs> Did he find Trace? No, he is moving, oh, but he's okay.
3: going in the right direction. He may, if the guy is aggressive,
1: Trace should like his shirt, though. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, that's some funny orange color shirt. Yep. Nice little Longhorn on it. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. All right, what you got going you on? You know, the- you know, we always uh, uh,
2: run our recommendation by Neil Sperry to see what his recommendations are. Yeah, and uh, he he listed in his uh, last newsletter his uh, five favorite uh, flowering plants. And, uh, he listed pentas. He listed wax begonias, which you were talking about just a while ago. He said, uh, (laughs) he said he liked wax begonias. He said, I'm going to be picking up some more of the Giant Whopper series in the next few days. They were big hits last summer. And, uh, they were with us, too. Uh... He made one statement in there that's a little bit wrong. It's the old old thinking about uh, green leaf types need almost total shade. Uh, we, when we were doing our research on wax begonias, we found out if they if they get established early in the spring, even in full sun, the green leaves they will, hung out. will do hung well. out. Yeah, they made it. And uh, his uh, let's see, the third one is uh, Angelonia. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard for, uh, I I was gonna summer, get summer. Summer Snapdragon. Yeah.
3: Trey, that's one of Trace's favorites too. I think.
2: Yes. Yeah, These beauties are nice in pots where they can be the thrillers, upright plants in centers, almost ma- also massed in beds. They. are.
3: They also, they don't seem to emphasize the what de-
2: uh, what I, I think they're deer-proof, too. Yeah. Uh, these were unknown to Texas gardeners just 25 years ago. I didn't realize they were that new on the market. And he, he 25 was, years seem new to you, Milton. <laughs> I guess if you're
3: Jerry's <laughs> yeah, and Norman, they their their age. It doesn't
1: seem like, if you actually say 25 years, it seems long. If you s- tell me what 25 years was, it's like no, no, no. That was like you know
2: a couple <laughs> of years ago. Yeah. And he also recommended highly firebush. Hmm. Said this is a fabulous native Texan.
3: Yeah, if, salt, If you if, <laughs> if you're uh, pretty uh, liberal in your uh, native territory. Of As, course, we love we love firebush too.
2: Yeah, perennial. Uh, in the southern half of the state thanks to our friend Greg Grant for this. Yeah, Greg. As well as many other fine plants that he brought to us. And so, uh, he gave Greg the credit. Now, one he mentioned that I don't like and is a Texas Superstar is uh, Fan Flowers. What is Uh, it? uh, Scabola. Oh. Uh, called fan flowers. They 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 call. They, he said, they really caught on in the past 30 years. It produces blue or white flowers on trailing plants. Blue flowers are hard to find anyway, and to find this one, w- this willing to thrive. He says that Scavola is willing to survive. I say it's willing to survive in a container, but don't put that thing in the ground. Uh-huh. That's not it over there, is it? No. Right. That, that little blue flower? Yeah. No, that's, uh, no.
1: That's, a. Uh... anyway, that's not Scavola. All right. Are you at a breaking point? we got to help Liz. Yeah. Okay. Liz, what's going on? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's wrong with your sycamore?
4: Well, uh, last year I sent pictures to Mark and to, I think, to Calvin because uh, it's about 15 feet tall. It's got a girth of maybe, it's been in the ground three years. It's got a girth of maybe, I don't know, two inches, maybe two and a half. And the bark was splitting. Well, uh, I think it was Mark told me that, well, that was, uh, it'd be okay. Don't worry about it. And it has some uh, branches now coming out near the ground that are green, and it leafed out about you know when earlier in the month, uh, but now all of the it's not got any more leaves, and all the leaves have turned yellow.
3: I can make a guess. Uh, it surprises me though. That's not it's not that. You know the yeah. The f- guess I always the first thing I think about is uh, anthracnose. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but it's only how tall?
4: It's 15 about feet fifteen tall.
3: feet tall. That's pretty small for it to get it. Um, but I, I guess it could be. Um, has anybody looked at the yellow leaves and the the new growth? No,
4: no, and the new new growth, uh, I think it was Mark said, well, that was the tree trying to protect itself. It gets sun all day long, and he said, you know, that since it was young, uh, that was the tree trying to protect itself Mm -hmm. against the sun and the lower branch, the lower thing.
3: How much water have you been able to give it?
4: Well, I haven't watered it, you know, other than... uh, um, I, I, it's in a, a, I have a Xeriscape, and I don't give it extra water until, you know, it's been kind of a wet a wet time, so I haven't necessarily watered it extra. It's Let not, me just put it that way. I have not. Everything Mexican, else around it is green.
3: <laughs> is it a Mexican sycamore? It's not? Is, is that's it a what I,
4: that's what it, well, it, it was labeled Mexican sy- sycamore when I bought it.
3: Hmm yeah that would be surprising well well one one thing you can do I don't know if you've got a neighborhood arborist. uh we've got some arborists that'll come our neighborhood and and diagnose and give us a a bid on what it would take to repair or whatever we we have them look at and that yeah. way you might you might what county are you in are you here
4: i'm um, I'm uh uh, College Park, right behind UTSA, or uh, south of UTSA, or I guess that's west of UTSA. Babcock yeah. in uh,
3: 1604. Yeah, I was just thinking who 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 you might get. Uh, well, if you got if you got an arborist company that you, that does a lot of work in your neighborhood, they they one of them might come look at it. Generally, they don't charge you to give you a diagnosis. Uh, the other okay. option is you can, try, you can try the extension service off. I think it's time, Jerry, isn't it, that somebody look, that they
2: look at it. Yeah. Now you, you said the leaves turn yellow and then fall off. Yeah, they're all yellow. Oh, are there spots on them? Uh,
4: well, let me see here. <laughs> the ed- the edges are kind of brownish. Hm. Yeah, the edges are brownish. Um. And I guess a few of them have a couple of spots. Not, you know, it's not a a huge the, thing.
2: Yeah, okay. And the, uh, the leaves turn yellow and they fall off. Uh, all the leaves fall off, right? Well, right now, it's, you know, it's probably
4: got a dozen leaves on it. But that's it. And the other weird thing is about, you know, I, I told you about the com- coming about two inches off the ground there also. some. New branches that are green, uh, and then about four inches or four feet up, there's some other branches that started off, and now they're completely dead. You know, they had a couple of leaves, and they're dead, and the sticks that they were on is dead.
2: I That's think a, that sounds like drought to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really? Too, even too even a, even
3: a, 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 a Mexican sycamore. Uh, especially a young, young one like that could be affected by drought. And I, th- I think mm. Mark was d- determined that it. He, he was guessing that it's just d- was doing a regular um, bark, sharing. bark. Yeah. So, and that that you know that typically that when a tree gets that size, you'll get a lot of uh, roughing and new, new bark is replacing the old, and especially I a think- sycamore. But I. I I think it might be worth your while well to to, to have, a,
2: have an arborist look at it or,
3: it or to see if the extension office will send somebody to look at it.
2: Are the bottom of the leaves kind of uh, got a lot of pubescence or hairs on the bottom of the leaves? Or is it smooth? The, the, the new, the
4: on the new, the leaves that are towards the bottom, you know, the brand new leaves that are on the lower part of the tree, they're kind of, it's got some hairy... Um, stuff
2: on the bottom you know, can, of the leaves?
4: On the bottom of the leaf, I can, I can with my thumb, I can roll it off.
2: Okay, right, I was just making be- sure that was a Mexican sycamore. Yeah. The oh, other that, option,
3: the it, other yeah. option is you, you just to start give it a deep watering right now, and then do it uh, again in ten days or two weeks and okay. see if you, see if you stimulate. Uh,
4: Okay, I, I guess I didn't think of that because you know I have so many things that are around it that are just healthy, green, and you know they don't look like they need water at all. But I yeah, will but go they're not—they're the not
2: trees. They're not trees. Yeah.
4: Well.
3: <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> no, nobody knows the now. history either. You know, the root system yeah. Yeah, right. of this particular tree might have got injured and. Uh, but that's true. Yeah, if it's if it's easy to get an expert to look at it, uh, I think it'd be worthwhile. And then you get a good, good diagnosis and okay. see if they're see if it's consistent with ours, and and then you can go from there. But uh, okay. if it's, well, just, if it's just if it's just if it is just drought, uh, then uh, being a Mexican sycamore, it may may come back recover.
4: Okay, uh, should I fertilize it or not? No. No, okay.
3: No not, mm-hmm. no, not until it's in a uh, recovered in a good.
4: State. In a good place. <laughs> yeah. Not until it's in a good place. Okay, I will uh, soak it, and I'll call the extension service tomorrow and see if they can send someone okay. or Sounds good. find somebody. Thank you good so night. much.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you for calling. You take care. Hang on, Trace, or I'll just patch you up. I've only got a couple minutes. Can you hang through the news? Sure. Okay oh yeah, I know. Let's see. where's the stupid plug? i got to I find it. I can't get... Okay, yeah, don't worry about it. Just, you can just talk if you like. you got the mic there. Yeah. <laughs>
6: well, that, was, that was a lot of, like fly fishing. Uh, did, yeah. Uh, throw it out a lot but never catch nothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> did the guy did the guy with the thorny...
6: I sent him to y'all because I had no idea. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Really, he came back to me, and I, I, I guess he's like the rest of us. We're all getting older. He didn't realize he just talked to me. <laughs>
3: <No>. <laughs> all right. Yeah, cause we didn't. We, Jerry and I didn't. Well, Jerry said he's seen it before, but he didn't recognize what it was. It might, it might come to somebody. Yeah. Ten minutes from now or
2: so. <laughs> I think. I think it's a Paul Paul Cox plant. Yeah. Uh, it's got got the, those thorns on the bark. Uh, impressed me when I first saw it. It looked like it's been it's uh, been frozen down. You know, the picture he showed of the trunk.
6: Right. It's all, whatever it is, it was older than uh, yeah. probably what it should be.
3: Yeah, in a pot. Gosh, yeah. the, trunk, the trunk was pretty
1: sturdy. Yeah. All right, so, Trace, what are we going to talk about? If you can stay, what are we going to talk about when we come back from the news? Uh, this so The Plant of the Weekend. There you go, and then you guys it's, it's nice and busy here.
6: Uh, we got a, a, a fresh order of citrus trees coming in. Oh okay. uh, good, probably Wednesday or Thursday.
1: Okay, well, um,
6: with one that we haven't really stocked a whole lot of. Ah, uh-huh.
1: uh, there's a tease. Yep. Okay. All right, we'll tell you more about that coming up in just a second. Uh, well, you're listening to Millberger's Gardening South Texas with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace, and uh, Milton Glick. Back in a moment on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. <laughs>
0: Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 a.m. The Answer.
1: And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like fishing line getting, dun, 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 getting uh, stuck
6: on other things, All right, including Calvin.
1: Well, Trace is gonna have control over the show for a little while. Where do you want to start, my friend?
6: Uh, well, let's let's start with the citrus trees. Okay. Uh, so we're starting to run lean on lemons, and I and I went out and got availabilities. There's really only two people left in the state that actually grow oh, wow. citrus trees. Uh, so we, I got availability from one, and unfortunately, um, our our normal lemon tree wasn't available in the normal size.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: So I did. Surprisingly, they actually had some in a bigger size. So Mm. I did buy a few of those. But uh, years ago, we used to sell a lemon called Eureka. Right. And so there's an offshoot called Eureka Frost that we're going to start handling. Um, So I think that's a neat one. And uh, you found some information of that one online.
1: Yeah, on BobWellsNursery.com. Eureka Lemon Frost uh, Hardy Lemon Tree. Cold hardy down to 20 degrees Fahrenheit.
6: I'd take that with a grain of salt. Okay. (laughs) Hardiness zones,
1: 8 to 11. Okay. Okay. A cross between cold, hardy tangerine and lemon with fragrant blooms. Produces edible round yellow fruit with pale uh, yellow flesh. Has a tart lemon flavor. Creamy white flowers bloom in the spring. Against green foliage, grows six to nine feet tall. So the
6: part that interests me is uh, it was bred with a tangerine. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. How, that's how you get cold tolerance and the other stuff too. So
1: you know, Mister
2: uh, Mister Moy had uh, from the botanical garden also had a uh, also had a tangerine. Uh, I mean a lemon, lemon that he never would talk about. And uh, the only reason that I found out about it uh, that he had crossed with a uh, Changsha and uh, and a lemon, and uh, the only reason he would he, he I questioned him about it was because it was always full of fruit. So we've got uh, two of those. Yeah, we he we've got two selections out of Uvalde that's uh, been out there since our. We established that citrus planting out there, and uh, they're, they're not as cold hardy as our tropical, uh, uh, as our satumas that he crossed, uh, orange, or, orange frost and... Uh, Arctic frost. It's the Arctic frost, and, uh, but uh, they don't ever kill back, they'll, they'll burn back a little bit. But uh, uh, we ne- the the producers never picked it up. Well, uh, but uh, Gre- Greenleaf
6: I, had uh, had it for a couple of years. That's right. That's in fact, right. that's I think that's one in that whiskey barrel right back over there.
2: Oh, is it okay? Uh, but uh, I'm wondering where they got this, because uh, Mr. Mr. Moy. Uh, as far as I know, it was the first one to ever well, make I, that trial.
6: I remember reading uh, something maybe a year ago that uh, it was somebody in California okay. that did it.
2: Okay. But uh, it, it would be a little bit hard here, but I'm like you. I,
6: I, uh, I'd still follow the plant Answers patio uh, yeah. citrus just right. to be safe.
2: Right. But, uh, you know, we used to have a, a Eureka persimmon. Remember that Eureka persimmon? Yep. And uh, it did, at one time, a long time ago, it was the most popular persimmon. One of the most popular persimmon. And uh, I haven't seen it on the market in a long time, but uh, we also had that Eureka uh, uh, lemon. So uh, this would be something good to try in your backyard. Yep. And- in the ground,
6: we sent out a deal to some people mm-hmm. uh, um, that might be interesting, so uh yeah. we're trying to follow that patio citrus uh, guidelines, yeah,
2: yeah, and it might ha- it might have uh, uh a different uh flavor that are, are uh, astringent. Uh, let's say what am I looking for let's limit N- in other words, it's not uh <laughs> tart not, yeah not t- not as tart since it's been crossed with an arm i zuma
6: remember when my daughter was young my wife used to cut them up to put in the tea and my daughter would go and start biting into one and ten minutes later she'd forget she did it and keep she'd do it like four or five times in a in an hour period and every time she'd make that face no <laughs> I think my wife purposely left it out so she'd do there, today nah, know
1: All right, so another uh, thing that we're going to talk about is the So that's coming in Wednesday?
6: Uh, Ish. uh, The truck's supposed to be here Wednesday. It may take us a day or two to get them, because there's a lot of them. There's there's, uh, probably about 500 citrus trees on that truck.
2: Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, They're they're not all uh, Eureka, though, are they?
6: No, 150 of them are, though.
2: Okay.
1: Eureka Frost.
2: Eureka Frost. Yeah. And okay. we, we appreciate you getting those in smaller containers. So not only can people afford them, but
1: people can plant them. All right. So are you ready for the plants plant of the Weekend?
6: All right. So we've talked about this one before, and uh, it's it's a pretty cool plant. This was the first ones available this year. And it's the dwarf red porterweed. All right. And we got in... dwarf and it's red. We got in, uh, I think, over 50, and there's still a good 40 of them out there. Okay. um, Great butterfly plant, great hummingbird plant, and uh, has a a neat mounding habit, unlike some of the other porterweeds where they can get kind of leggy.
1: Yeah. And Calvin, who likes them? Oh, gosh, yeah. Butterflies,
3: (laughs) hummingbirds. Yeah, they're, they're... there are the two all-star choices of the Porterweed. This this one is the, the probably the best selection in terms of ornamental uh, or your landscape, but then, then then the purple one which I expect we'll get later. But the, uh, this this uh, is on my all-star nectar list uh, yeah. for butterflies with m- what misflower Jerry, zinnias. Uh, milkweed. Oh, you put zinnias
2: on there? Oh,
3: gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this, part of this porterweed. Plus, the porterweed is really an interesting plant. Uh, uh, Jerry and I have spent a lot of time in Trace uh, describing how the blooms move up these stems. Oh, yeah. And they are just it's a, the first plant I've ever seen com- butterflies and hummingbirds yeah. actually competing <laughs> banging into each other to get the access to the nectar.
2: You would you would which, which one it, wins? Yeah, you wouldn't think it would be that big of a tractor because the the blooms are small. Real small. And that, that's what we used to kid uh, Paul Cox about. He was trying to promote this butterfly weed. And uh, not the fact that he had a crumb, terrible name, huh? Yeah, they couldn't sell them at the botanical center, uh, uh, plant uh sales. garden plant sale,
6: but that didn't stop butterfly weed. No, that's no, so right. We, uh, we keep talking about it, it won't stop this one either.
2: Yeah,
6: <laughs> I, I yes. still think David should consider this for a uh, Texas superstar. Yeah, no, now the, uh, the
3: problem is it's uh, so cold sensitive.
2: Yeah. It just, uh, did it you just come back last year? A, no. If
6: a, if a tomato plant, which is cold-sensitive and heat-sensitive, can be on there, uh, why couldn't
1: this? Yeah, good point. Hey, uh, Trace, will you help us answer a question? And I'll, I'll look, try. We'll talk some more. Uh, she's been waiting a while. Sharon is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Sharon. You've got three people ready to help you out here. What's going on?
7: Hey there! Uh, I live actually live in Houston. I was listening to you on the way back from Bandera, and I have a magnolia tree that's probably forty years old, and it is no longer putting on any flowers, and the leaves aren't big and glossy anymore. Uh, the roots are kind of above the ground, and we've got that clay loamy soil.
2: What what kind of uh, tree is it?
6: Magnolia. Um, oh, magnolia. magnolia. Do you know yeah. what kind of
1: magnolia? But in Houston.
7: Uh, in Houston. No clue. No clue. Yeah. Just it was there when the house was built, and the house was built in the fifties, so it's pretty old.
6: Well, at least it's in Houston rather than here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very hard to grow one around here. Although some people are successful. Uh, uh, have you seen any? Have you seen any insects?
7: Uh, yeah, it's got it's got bugs. I just haven't even known what to. Uh, Use on it, honestly. Right, so
6: the, the the most common insect on a magnolia is an insect called scale, uh, and it kind of oh, looks okay. like half rice chunks. They would adhere themselves mostly to the bottom of the leaf and the trunk, but the, the, if there was enough of them, they'd be on the top too, and they would suck the yeah. life right out of that tree. Okay. Yeah. If that sounds yeah, like your insect. If that sounds like. Okay, okay, so what you're going to look for is a, a product. Uh, the brand that we carry is uh, uh, fertilome Systemic Tree and Shrub Drench. But the drench, key is okay. the the key is it's a middle of corporate in a drench form, and you basically pour it into the ground and you let the 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 tree yeah. suck it up and kill all the bugs.
7: Fabulous! That sounds like a great idea. It's middle
6: middle of corporate. It starts with an I, and I'm probably the worst speller around. Middle of corporate. Uh, Okay. Middle middle of corporate. middle of
7: corporate. Okay.
3: So I think it's the only one that starts I M I D.
6: Now it's going to take a bunch of it, so you're going to need to get a rough height of the tree, and before you leave wherever you're buying it from, um, read the instructions because we're probably talking about quite a few gallons that you're going to need for a large tree.
7: Victory. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate
1: it. Yeah, thanks for waiting. All right, let's see. Uh, well, let's we'll put Margie on the line, too. We've got a lot of calls this hour. Uh, Margie's got a question that uh, concerns some stuff that you uh, may have coming into or you've already got. Hey, Margie. Welcome to Milburga's Gardening South Texas. What's going on?
4: I need to ask you about my Belinda's dream. I think that's what it's called, the rose. Yes. Okay.
2: Okay, good rose. It
4: it buds out, and it did beautifully a few months ago, but now it's putting out uh, blooms, but the buds are not opening, and uh, the outer petals are brown.
6: Sounds like you got thrips. Mm -hmm. I looked. That's it.
4: I looked on well, there, there's you, nothing. You I took to, a bud off
6: and opened yeah, it up, and there's nothing. I mean, well, that, that would be the normal case, is a thrip would have, uh, or multiple thrips would have burrowed, it burrowed in the bottom of the bud and kind of destroyed it from the inside. Uh, if you're not seeing it, I, I, I don't have a good answer. The bud looks beautiful. Then. The bud looks beautiful on the inside.
4: It's clean. It adds nothing in there.
2: That's the only thing that will cause that is thrips.
3: Now, it'll, okay, your, your plant, it your plant will grow through it if you want to wait, but it might. it's relatively easy to control thrips. I have you want Spenifed. to go ahead and spray
6: it. Yes, sir? I, I, I would spray it with acetate or Middle Corporate, either one. Uh, what,
4: what, what's wrong with Spenifad?
3: Well, that doesn't, uh, it's not a systemic and uh and these are these are uh insects you, can, you can't even see uh so you uh, need you need something more than uh a, a surface insecticide as good as spinosad is
4: okay. I have a I have a systemic do I just uh poured at the base of the plant
6: or what? No. no. It depends on which one and yeah. what form it's in. So a middle corporate comes in a spray and a drench. Acephate only comes in a spray.
3: Okay. I just, you, you want to follow the label instructions.
4: Yes, sir. Okay. All that's right. and, it ha-
6: and it has to be a systemic double. insecticide, not a systemic fungicide. <laughs> yeah.
4: Okay. Alright. Thank you much.
1: You bet. good luck. Bye-bye. Hey, Warren Remy, Spider-Man, that listens to the show, and Spider-Man has a tip for the lady with the Mexican sycamore question. What's going on, Warren? How are you doing? Are you there? Mm, Warren. Hey,
8: guys,
1: can you hear me? Yeah, now we can hear you. What's up? Doing great.
8: Hey, um, the lady
4: mentioned... The lady...
8: The lady mentioned that uh, she didn't
1: know how to uh, water her fleet. Yep. You're, 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 you're breaking up on us, Warren. All right, well, let's let's do this, Warren. We'll, we'll, we're going to put you on hold a sec and then uh, then talk to Trace, and then we'll come back. Maybe the signal will be a little better. Hang on one second, Warren. So, Trace, what else? Uh,
6: well, for the first time in a month, uh, some of the growing operations listed a few vegetables. Oh, good. So we'll see what actually materializes. But uh, I did order some uh, couple types of cucumber and squash. That, again, this is the first time in like a month that they've actually shown any vegetables. Yeah. Somebody that's was cool. asking about that, a while ago. Yeah, they were up there. Uh, and y'all know me. I, if he said he had twenty, I bought twenty. <laughs> <laughs> if, he said he, if he said he had one, I bought one.
3: <laughs> Do you have any more egg eggplant?
6: No, nope, wasn't on there. Uh, a few more hot peppers and oh, and I think it was two squashes and two cucumbers. Uh, and I ordered everything they had.
1: All right, and that's coming in this week. And Hopefully, let's,
6: let's keep our fingers crossed.
1: And what, I was trying to lead you down the, the road of the rose questions. How is the rose situation here?
6: Oh, it's fabulous. Okay. Uh, we got in a little over 700 roses on Wednesday. We've got them all out, including rose trees, yeah. which we hadn't had this year. Uh, and they're extremely reasonable. Uh, 59.99 for a rose tree. It's a great great deal.
2: Yeah, it takes a while to grow though. Did they, and you got a lot of Belinda's Dream in? You said I
6: got in forty or fifty. So oh, good. On okay. Wednesday or Friday, uh, they're probably half gone already.
2: Yeah, that's uh. Hey, are there still some Grandma's Yellow left? That they probably.
6: I, I didn't see any when I walked through. That doesn't I didn't, mean. I didn't see not. any either. Uh, the growing operation listed one <laughs> available. So
2: one plant.
6: Guess, guess how many I ordered. One, one <laughs> Are you looking for some? So you've got you've got
3: uh, <laughs> butterfly roses out there. you've got about ten or twelve of those, so that's a good
2: metabolism, yeah,
3: yeah, so that's a good one.
2: but anyway, we no. pre- we appreciate you Pretty. bringing the grandma yellow roses in when we did when you did because no. we we mentioned them. And you brought in a bunch.
6: I did. I, I booked them. Yeah. Uh, so I basically paid for them before they ever even showed up. There you go. And they
2: were nice roses. So oh, well, uh, we'll
6: have to do that again next year. But they won't let me book anything into the, the month of March. So I can't say I want 100 in. I want 100 in May. I want, no, I can't okay. Do, they, won't, they free it up, and then everybody gets to to pick at it. So, okay. Got to buy a bunch of them and then sit on them until we sell them all.
2: Yeah, but that's the only—that was the only source. Yes, uh, no. since uh, a lot of uh, uh, producers have quit growing for some reason. But no. uh,
6: cool. No. I, I bet you could talk Creekside into doing it.
2: Okay.
1: It's going to take you, not me.
2: No. Oh, okay. okay.
1: You can do it, chair. <laughs> We're all counting on you. Good luck. We've got to do it.
2: it for Grandma's sake. Yeah.
1: Hey, let's try Warren again. His signal sounds better. 210 308 It's Warren Remy of Spider-Man Pest Control.
2: I bet those I got termites you. got in his line. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. much better.
8: Hey, guys. Um, uh, absolutely. The lady with the magnolia tree, uh, the scale has been horrendous this year. And uh, what Trace was saying, that treatment... Is exactly the right kind of treatment that she needs to do. We do a lot of um, the metacloprid applications like that, being systemic like that, and, um, and of course we do a lot of foliar spray as well because some of these magnolias are just they're just covered.
6: So would covered you, d- would you drive? To, would you drive to Houston to help her?
1: <laughs>
6: uh, I've uh, been there, done that. I've done that before. Oh wow! Well, if she's still listening, maybe yeah. she'll, she'll give you a holler, and then she did not have to go look for it. You'll get it done right.
1: Yeah, you can call Spider Man Pest Control here in San Antonio yeah. go online at GoSpiderManPest.com. dot com.
8: I had uh, I had Spider Man of Houston from nineteen eighty five until 1989, and it was just too many trips back and forth to run a total operation. But no, oh. um, but the lady with the sycamore tree. I saved an old sycamore tree with some uh Moje implants. I'm sure you guys heard of that. Uh, little bottles of mochai that you you drill into the uh tree and and put that little capsule in there and the tree sucks it up into the uh uh into the tree and uh, for 3 years we kept that tree alive and we stopped it on the 4th year. And that doggone old sycamore tree uh, didn't survive after that. But I don't think maybe that lady knows how to water a tree. A lot of people don't know how to water a tree. That's and, uh, you know, that's something that y'all might want to explain that, you know, it takes a takes a good deal of water at the top to get that down to the roots.
6: Yeah, like an inch worth of rain really only soaks in three or four inches, and that's that's yes, nothing for a tree. And if yep. uh, the most common thing people say, "Well, I'm watering my grass," and uh, so again, best they're putting out an inch worth of water, it's soaking down three or four inches. It's mm. it's not sufficient for uh, st- sustaining a tree, especially a sycamore. It takes more water than the average tree.
8: Absolutely, yeah, and uh, and, and a lot of people that once their pecan trees get. 10, 15 years old. You know that root system is really deep, and it—you uh, got to water that thing properly. You know.
6: Yep, that's a, that's a fact.
1: Very cool. Hey, Warren, just real quick, uh, are you starting to get mosquito calls? Because I'm I'm starting to see them.
8: Just just now, just within the last week, we have started getting a few mosquito calls, and uh, we're we're reverting back to our. Uh, uh, and our IGR, larvicide uh, into care system. Some of our customers like the, the, uh, spray application to the, to the, to, to the backyard and, and uh, bushes and stuff like that, especially if they're gonna have a, a group coming over. Uh, of course not right oh, now. That there. Makes sense. But, uh, but we do a lot of applications for people that are, uh, gonna have a party, Um. You know, party after a wedding, party before a wedding, stuff like that. And uh, but our long term is the into care system that kind of kind of looks like a bucket that yeah. uh, has has an attractant in, in it, and um, and it's a larvicide. Uh, the mosquito, the female lands in it, picks it up she goes into her resting area because mosquitoes rest during the day, you know, on the underside of leaves and they they deposit this powder that is a larvicide and then it's cycled on through the system and when we open up the bucket uh, at the end of three weeks to a month it's it's full of little wigglers down there that are laying down there getting ready to die so yeah, Mm -hmm. we The mosquitoes are, are, um, you know, they're not affected by this this virus right now. You know, like people are. They're they're they're
1: out there getting together. Okay. (laughs) They're gathering in large groups in your in in your yard. Well,
3: that that uh, that method you talk about that larvicide is also um, much easier on butterflies. If you're interested in maintaining a high butterfly. Uh, population in your yard. Yeah, you, you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do to control mosquitoes. Uh, but if there's, we we're, we're all excited about that, that that other option where you can get that job done for mosquitoes without uh, reducing or without putting a lot of pressure on this, on the butterflies.
1: Hey, Warren, y'all we are, need to run uh, to. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, we're right, okay. Uh, uh, what, what was that?
8: Y'all. Uh Y'all
1: have a great, safe day, guys. Thanks. Bye. You. And Take that's you. Uh, always fun to visit with Warren Remy of Spider-Man Pest Control. The number, I brought it up, 212-210-656-3721, 210-656-3721 at ghostspidermanpest.com. Um So it's, it's always nice to get to talk to Warren. We're going to take a break. we got to get caught up. We, we've been at this talking for a while, so we got to tell you a little bit about some of our sponsors. And we'll be back with Ray and Bud right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Okay, lots of great things happening at Millburgers. Lots of terrific things on sale, and here's what I'm going to tell you: Mother's Day is coming up, Sunday, May 10th, and Mom's a superstar. So head on over to Millburgers and find savings on some great Texas superstars like Vinca's are on sale in the four-inch pot. They're regularly 129, now they're just 88 cents each. Here's a fun one. Angelonia mix is on sale it's called the summer Snapdragon it's beautiful and a Texas superstar and it's on sale in the four inch pot for just ninety eight cents each. Blue plumbago got this one myself love blue plumbago it's terrific, and people I've recommended it to love it as well it's a Texas Superstar and on sale in the one gallon container for just four. Eighty-eight, and a Texas superstar has been tested to do well in this area with all our different conditions. You'll find these on sale and much, much more at Milberger's Landscape Nursery. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867, and Bud is on the line. Hey, Bud, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today?
9: Uh, doing pretty good on this beautiful, sunny South Texas. Day.
1: Yeah, it's pretty today, isn't it?
9: Yeah. Listen, uh, I want to talk about oak tree roots. I have okay. um, uh, one one of the uh, native heritage live oak trees. I have one root that uh, part of it is above ground. It's about uh, two and a half to three feet long. You can see above ground. And
2: uh, how old that, is the tree?
9: Oh, it's probably three hundred years old.
2: Oh, okay. Two hundred years old. Oh, three hundred. Three hundred. It's been yeah. in the. It's been. It's been established.
9: Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
2: okay.
9: That same tree also has. I'm going to call it a knee, sticking up three feet away from the tree itself. Uh, it, um, to kind of give you a picture, it would be like if there had once been a wooden post sitting there. And somebody yeah. cut that post off like about uh, three inches high. Okay. But it's part of the root or part of the, uh, the uh, tree. oak tree knee. Okay. Now, uh, I want to take, for example, a uh, carpenter's plane and shave off that uh, top of the three-foot-long root because I don't want to ruin another blade on my lawnmower. I've hit to some other tree root like that, not this oak, but I don't want to ruin my blade on my lawnmower.
2: Yeah, what did you say how big the uh, the root was, the diameter of the root?
9: Well, the part it, that you can see, it's about, uh, oh, two inches across, two and a quarter inches.
2: Hmm. Why don't it's, you uh, just cut the boot. root? It's a big root.
3: Oh. Rather than shave it off or skim it off, why don't you just cut it, a piece out of there, that piece that's up above the ground. Is it too too big for that?
9: uh, I'm sure I could get it cut. I have pulled out roots on other trees, but I was just wondering if it would be better uh, to keep that uh, root.
3: (laughs) Well, I guess you could weigh it. Now, in terms of structure, maybe uh, in terms of oak wilt or any kind of uh, disease or anything, there there there's no advantage there. In fact, that's the the best the best thing that way would be just to make the cut. But
2: yeah, you could uh, if you sh- if you sh- shave it off, shave that top off, you might as well. Uh, cut it off, like Calvin said, because that uh, that basically practically kills the root, the one that you shave it off of. But, well, except uh, for the
9: bottom part that's in the ground.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, but the, yeah, the in, in practical
3: terms, that that bottom part is not alive. But not what, I don't not, what? Not,
2: not alive.
3: alive. I don't think you're going to uh, threaten the tree, whichever route you, cha- you take, but, gosh, it seems to me it would be, be harder to shave it off. Yeah. Physically.
9: Well, if that would be acceptable, just cut that. I'd, ha- I'd have to cut it in both places.
3: Right, yeah.
9: The, 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 the section that first comes out of the ground closest to the tree, and then the section that... Uh, uh, stays above ground, you know, further away from the tree. I'd have to make yeah. two cuts there, right?
3: Yeah, and, and we're, we're talking. Maybe I maybe I misunderstood, but we're we're talking only about a what a three or four foot, three or four inch, root, or is it larger diameter than that?
9: Uh, no, I really don't know the diameter because I can't see all of it. But uh, it, I get the impression that uh, this this one is um, <clears throat> about two and a quarter inches wide you know the top part that you can see above ground two and a quarter inches wide
4: hmm.
9: now how, 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 how deep it goes that I don't know or how much circumference is covered up yet by dirt that I don't know either because I haven't done any digging around there I intended well. to paint it <laughs> if, if, if I were to plan it off you know, I, w- I would intend to
3: paint it right away. Well, suit yourself. Uh, <laughs> but I, okay. I would think that, think it'd be easier and and not any tougher on the tree just to cut the thing. Now, when, when we hmm. talk about a three hundred foot tree, I mean, are you ta- you're talking about four hundred? I mean, three hundred year. You'd have to be talking about a. Uh, six or seven feet in diameter wouldn't you
9: trunk? um oh the tree itself yeah well it's one of these double trunk trees
3: because yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a there's a lot of 200 150 uh, year trees that are are huge and I was just thinking this 300 foot tree would would be would be very large.
9: Well, okay. Another year tree and, would and
2: be.
9: Let's go ahead and assume that I cut that uh, root out. It's not going to hurt the tree. No. Okay.
2: Oh no.
9: And then what do I do with that one that uh, uh, is sticking up about three inches high? You know, one of those tree knobs or tree knees.
2: Yeah. Cut, what do I do about a, that one? Dig out around it and then. The root that is attached to.
3: And then go ahead and paint the wound on both of those ends. As long as you got, the, you know, you have to, to cut them, you'll have to dig a little bit. And so you got a clear, you know, it doesn't have to be a perfect paint job. Just right. get, it, get it on there. Yeah. And it's, especially when it's underground.
1: Right. Okay, doke.
9: Okay. Thank you so much. Good yes,
1: Bud. Thank you, Bud. Hey, we got Ray back on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Ray? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Thanks for calling back.
10: Doing good. Um, got a question. Uh, Dr. Parsons, I know, has seen my crepe myrtle trees that I've got. Uh, what I've noticed lately, um, you know, I, I've got probably about half to three quarters to an inch of compost, remember, around, the, around each one. But what I've noticed is about three feet away from the trunk, there's, of course, all all the surface roots that are very close to the top of the ground. I mean, they're just barely under the soil. Well, I'm getting just a few sprouts coming up here and there on those roots that are coming directly off the trunk. But like I said, they're about three feet away from the trunk. Um, And I get a few from the trunk, but I usually dig down real careful and cut those off and uh, been having good luck with those as far as coming back. They haven't been coming back, but uh, the ones away from the trunk, it seems like they keep wanting to come up, and I'm just wondering what your suggestion was to control something like that, if there is some control, or does that, do they just outgrow that that habit and just eventually not sprout from the <laughs> ground away from the trunk?
2: I've got uh, three or four crape myrtles in, uh, in the ditch behind my house that are 30 years old and grew out the bottom of a pot. And when I removed the pot, the, the roots grew a, a, a whole new plant. And uh, so oh. about the only way to do it is uh, is, is uh, every cutting. time you see a sprout, uh, cut them, you know, cut them back. Between the sprout and the and the tree.
3: Yeah, just.
2: Or you could let them grow into into trees and have a whole mot <laughs> of uh, crap. Yeah. No, no. myrtle jungle. There you
10: yeah. Yeah. No, I don't do that. So you're saying <laughs> just just cut the cut the sprout off, but don't cut the root. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, cut the cut the root between the sprout and the uh, the mother tree
10: okay I did that and, and you okay. know what happened and you know what happened, what happened? I, I left sprout. the root yeah they sprouted again I left the root in the ground I didn't pull it up in other words the piece that was not connected to the trunk anymore yeah. I left that in I left that in the ground thinking that piece of the root would just die off uh. but that piece of the root actually would would resprout another Another uh, sprout coming up from the ground. So this time, what I did was I pulled the whole root out from there. There you go. That's yeah. right. I, yeah. did,
3: I, yeah. don't, I don't get as ambitious as you, you two. I just, I just cut them off on the surface at the, the, the ground level, and I haven't,
2: that, that uh, haven't noticed any more. That irritates them, Calvin. They sprout <laughs> even faster, more.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I haven't had that experience.
2: Do you know what kind of crape myrtle it is?
10: Uh, all of them are doing it.
2: Um, oh, I okay. Mean,
10: I've got red Rocket, zuni. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: Well, you got good crape myrtles.
10: Yeah. Um, you know, and, the and other they thing.
2: They're on route so they'll come back true.
10: You know what I was wondering about was cutting off. Tell me what you think about this. Was cutting off. Just the growth off the top of the root, just leaving the root intact, but cutting the the sprout off, and then covering it with a can. If that area doesn't get any light and doesn't get any oxygen, wouldn't that wouldn't that no. program the tree not to sprout up out of, out it'll, of there again?
2: No, it'll still sprout.
10: It'll still sprout. Okay,
2: it have. You've had,
3: you've had, you would have cans in your, in your yeah. jungle.
2: Either. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, well, all right. I'm sorry. I, I, we don't recommend that you use any kind of uh, herbicide or anything else. No. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, you but could have- pot those, you could pot those sprouts up into pots, and give them to your friends
10: <laughs> or your enemies.
2: No. <laughs> yeah. I got too many
10: blue bonnets to mess with right now. There you bon- go. Bags and bags. Now,
3: do you notice something here? Mm-hmm. Two, these two plants that are plaguing you, blue bonnets and crepe myrtles, are two of the plants that Jerry recommends the most <laughs> <Exactly>. highly. <laughs>
10: exactly. I'm beginning to catch on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, Thanks all for right. calling
10: all right. Thank you much.
1: Bye-bye. You bet. Bye Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, uh, Warren, uh, texted back and asked if you guys would, uh, for the sake of the woman that had the, uh, the um, sycamore. Sycamore. If you'd kind of go into the best practices for watering.
2: Okay. Tell him no. All right. Sorry, Warren. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think basically what she's missing is. Uh, not putting uh, a soaker soaker bubble or whatever they call it right at the base of the tree so it 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 it, it uh waters that uh, root ball as well as the surrounding air yeah and you don't have to turn it on very hard but yeah you, but you so want to okay. leave it
3: on you can leave it on for a couple hours uh, you don't you don't want runoff but if it just a bubbler. Yeah, you want it to you want it to soak in, uh, and then get a, a one. We I think we mentioned this that you want the first one you do right now. You want to really get a serious watering so that you can kind of stop the decline wherever it is. So put that hose. I always imagine Jerry. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of a little bit what when somebody says they water or. Water it. You know they do the the five minute deal. You know you kind of water across, yeah. across the surface. And that's what Warren is uh, worried about. I think he want go ahead and uh, do that two hour uh, like Jerry said and let soak at that base, and that'll give it on a on a Mexican sycamore. I, I kind of suspect that that'll be enough for it to start a recovery.
2: Yeah. But uh people don't realize that you want to do that for the first year uh, first year uh, once a week to really really keep uh, that soil uh, that uh, ball of uh, root mass wet moist and wet or if that, once a week
3: seems a lot, but uh, you can feel the. Down an inch, and if you got any dry, then you can go ahead and do, yeah. do it again. And it depends on the weather. Yeah, we might. You never know. We might actually get some rain one of these days.
9: Yeah.
2: More well, I hope I hope that helps. We're all worn out there. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it did.
2: I have an announcement. Okay. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> and uh, we, I have listed the webinars. Okay. Uh, for May 2020 on plantanswers.com and toward the left hand bottom of the front page and I've listed all these webinars that uh, David Rodriguez and, uh, and the entomologists are doing over there. Molly Keck. Molly Keck. And um, uh, my, I, I, I worked these up last night about 10 o'clock. Uh oh. And my. That's pretty and late it, for you. Yeah, and sent them to the. Right before my bedtime. And sent them to the uh, webmaster of plantanswers.com. And not only did he pu- had to put them on before today's program. But, ready? uh, the. the uh, he also had to enter them. In other words, type them out. Because I copied the thing from the Master Gardener, uh, newsletter and it wouldn't give me a word file. So he had to re enter those things this morning. So I appreciate him doing that. He's he, he is very conscious of our of our show and he likes to have the information up uh so we can announce it on the show. Uh the we've already missed the first one. Friday, May first. Oh it was called Spiders, Spooky or Cool. That would have been a good one. Mm -hmm. Both. And then on uh, May 5th, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday is May 5th. Uh, From 1 to 2 p.m., Plants for Mother's Day. I imagine our David Rodriguez is doing that. And then Wednesday, the day after that, or Wednesday the 6th from 1 to 2, it's what what what's eating Mama's plant. Oh,
3: I thought maybe she'd have uh,
2: <laughs> raising a healthy crop of cockroaches or something for Jerry. <laughs> so anyway, and then they're going to have some bonus webinars on Thursday, May 7th, from one to two, butterfly gardening, uh, host plants, Mm was the first one. And then uh, the next day, on May the 8th, Friday, from one to two, they're going to have butterfly gardening nectar plants. Uh, I don't know whether... Uh, the the entomologist is given both of those. Molly is given both of those, or or what? Hmm. Yeah, that would be that is interesting. They're they
3: boring. got a they got a couple of uh, master gardeners that are pretty expert on the topic yeah. too. Uh,
2: then uh, on Tuesday, May twelfth, blooming trees for landscape. David Rodriguez is doing that. There's one, our Mexican one, olive one and our crepe myrtles. Uh-huh. On Wednesday, May thirteenth, pest management of tree insects. That's uh from one to two, uh May thirteenth, Wednesday. Then uh on May May the nineteenth, on Tuesday, the following year week, Tropical Escape Wit oh wit. <laughs> with superstar plants. Tropical escape. That's by David. And then on Wednesday, May 20th, the day after that, from 1 to 2, common landscape passed, especially in superstars. What mm. the hell is all that about?
1: Hey, anyway. we are uh, going to take a break.
2: Uh, the last one okay. is Tuesday, May 26th, and get your lawn and landscape ready for summer heat. And then Wednesday, the day after that, Wednesday, May 27th, 1 to 2 p.m. Heat-loving insects. Get more
3: information on the uh, Extension Service website in Bear County.
1: Yeah. and Okay, cool. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. Back after this on 930 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardie Road. Okay, lots of great things happening at Milburgers. Lots of terrific things on sale. And... Here's what I'm going to tell you. Mother's Day is coming up Sunday, May 10th, and mom's a superstar. So head on over to Millburgers and find savings on some great Texas superstars. Like Vincas are on sale in the four-inch pot. They're regularly $1.29. Now they're just $0.88 each. Here's a fun one. Angelonia mix is on sale. It's called the Summer Snapdragon. It's beautiful and a Texas superstar. And it's on sale in the 4-inch pot for just $0.98 cents each. Blue Plumbago. Got this one myself. Love Blue Plumbago. It's terrific. And people I've recommended it to love it as well. It's a Texas superstar and on sale in the 1-gallon container for just 4 88. And a Texas superstar has been tested to do well in this area with all our different conditions. You'll find these on sale and much much more at Milburger's Landscape Nursery. <laughs> to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 a.m. Good choice of music today. Al. Nice job. All right. uh, 210-308-8867 is our number, and Lloyd is on the line. Lloyd, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
9: Hey, great. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it.
1: Sure. What's going on, man?
9: So I cut back uh, eight one-year-old plumbagos after the winter uh, freeze got them, and and they're in three different beds. I don't see any of them uh, resprouting Is that typical? Is that really come. late?
2: Yeah, Plumbaga will be... It'll come. You you didn't kill them. <laughs> good, yeah.
9: good. Good to
2: hear that. You're in San right. Antonio, right?
9: Well, just north of San Antonio a little bit.
2: Yeah. Okay. Don't worry. They'll come back. Mine hasn't mine mine come back yet either. Yeah. yeah every year planted like that. at
9: the... The other stuff I planted at the same time, Turks Cap and the John Fennick flocks are all looking good. They're coming back.
2: Oh, you got John Fennick flocks out there?
9: Yeah, enjoy it.
2: I, I've,
3: got, I've got that too. It's amazing to me how much it's come back. Not, <laughs> it's not blooming yet, though, is it? Uh, no,
9: no, but they're looking
3: yeah. great.
2: But the foliage
3: looks great.
8: Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Appreciate I think you it'll come. I think
2: in. it'll come back.
1: Good. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Thanks, Lloyd. You take care. Bye, Lloyd. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. Susan uh, emailed us, and uh, her question was, how do I take care of a mandarin tree that was essentially bare root, not purchased at Millburgers? And we know that because when she said bare root, you could tell that. But that's what she wanted us to know.
3: A mandarin
2: orange that yeah. was bare root? Yeah. Let, let me
1: get this straight. Yes.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Why? Well, I had to remove my mask. Oh, okay. Why are you saying that?
2: <laughs> she didn't get it
1: at Millburgers. That's okay. We help people no matter what. I don't
2: what. know of anybody that sells
1: bare root uh, mandarins. Oh, well, that's or, true. Oranges. Yeah. How do you keep it? Where'd them? you get it? I bet it was big box. It doesn't say. I bet it was big box, though.
3: But I'm not, I Good don't box. even know, what I don't even that? think. Like a
1: big box store.
3: Oh. That's tough, though, Milton. The problem is it's an evergreen. So it's hard to do an evergreen bare root. Oh,
1: really? How weird.
3: Yeah. I mean, you, if you're going to support leaves, you got to have water and uh, roots no. access.
1: Did they ever sell oranges and citrus bare root? I don't remember. I don't
2: think so. I did. That's oh. what I'm saying. I just. Orange used to be the only one to sell. Sold uh, which one? Orange? Satsumas. Oh. Now they're
3: nursery. They, sold, but, uh, they the, sold. tiny little ones, but they were always in a little. in a little tin. Yeah. A little
1: yeah. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry, Susan. Hey, we got about a minute and a half. What else, uh, real quick? Uh, if you didn't see
2: Calvin's column uh, article yesterday, uh, pick up the paper and check it out and uh it's in and he gives the sparrows the uh, hand uh fingers up he says uh, the ones that are doing the most damage now those nasty
1: starlings oh wow he got off the sparrow
2: kit. yeah and uh, they're they're flying they're vis- they're skirmishes they're resulting in skirmishes and uh and, it say, and he says, instead of taking space in the new houses, purple martins nesting in my neighborhood chose instead to compete with sparrows for apartments in five older houses. That's what I'm going for. I had one... Uh, it is a cooperation and, and intermingling of these okay. bird species. I had one gardener that said that... But the way she
3: keeps right. this the sparrows out, she has a That's chain, 10 rig- seconds. chain rigged up yeah. at, with a connection. And yeah. so every time their sparrow gets in there, she shakes All right. it. Oh, we'll, we'll see no.
1: you next week.